What a sci-fi Saturday night. Oh, that's right. I, uh, listen, and this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West and AdamWest.com. Don't forget that. AdamWest.com, we have so many goodies for you. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From Kublai Khan's pressure dome in the back room of the Area 51 Soylent Red Manufacturing System, it's once again clickbait for the years. Welcome to TalkCast 389, this edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Tonight, with electrical outages peppering the Northeast and pepper-flavored electricity in the Southwest, I'm your host, the guy with the air conditioning system that only works in the winter, the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight, some of the rest of the gang, in the Peabody Time Tunnel, sitting at the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Help Desk and Gaming Pavilion, it's our own taciturn technical trouble wrangler, Kriana. Money in the creepy jar once again. And she's back in the Dank Dungeons award-winning book bag recycling center found next to the entrance of the Jamba Juice Extractor Repair Facility at Cyborg University's cutting-edge knife repository, Library Annex, in Walla Walla, West Virginia. Welcome, Zombrarian. You know what I learned to do this week, Dome? Please tell me. Play the ukulele, and I've learned a song called Zombies Just Want to Be Loved. And my dinner's here. I gotta go. <laughs> yes, I heard your dinner calling you. Go get your dinner. Joining us tonight on the TalkCast, two friends of the show, it's Peculiar August, and to help celebrate it, joining us this week are author Vlad Vaslin and artist, writer, and coloratura soprano Karen Goslin to talk about My Peculiar Family too. currently on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Kickstarter. Jesus, wait, my mouth. Garen, Vlad, welcome. Hey, thanks, Bill. Hey. Happy yeah, to be the mouth, here. The mouth isn't working, but I think it's the pepper-flavored electricity. I'm not sure. In any case, uh, my peculiar family, as we are recording, is one-third funded. Yay, there we go. Yay. And we're in good shape, but we need more, we need more. So if everybody listening out there had three friends who bought the book, We'd be there, assuming that there were like 65 or 70 people listening. If there's only three, it doesn't make any difference. So that's no help at all. So if it's only three of you, go out and bug 25 of your friends, and then we're good. But in any case, uh, Vlad uh, was an author for book two, and Karen was an author in book one, and an artist in book one, and an artist cover artist for book two 
So, um, I think maybe the first thing we should probably get out of the way is how you guys got involved with the project. Karen? Oh, we're starting with me. Okay. Yeah, um, what the heck? Why not? <laughs> well, you know, it's always a fun story. The first one was, you know, uh, I, I dabbled in writing, and we we're sitting at a table in a CD bar in Boston. You know, first one was at from the- Dare, as I recall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my, you know, you mentioned the book, the first book, and then you know my husband, who's sitting between us, suddenly slaps me in the back of the head, and I go, "Oh yeah, I might write." And then you just sort of took me on and let me write, let me you know scribble down something. Um, Which was a very nice work too. Huh? Which was oddly enough a story about an artist. Yes, and you did that on purpose, you sneaky devil. Um, it was about an artist. Uh, I based on her tintype, I put her uh, in in like the Civil War period in New York, who's uh, kind of struggling. Female artist, kind of struggling with you know uh, social norms as well as the supernatural, uh, and trying to reconcile you know her own you know artistic uh, vision along with you know what what is expected of her as a female and you know, as a member of her family. Um, until a certain, you know, weird, you know, eccentric, rich, wealthy man comes by and says, hey, paint this, and all kinds of supernatural havoc ensues. Um, I, I had some fun with puns and... and, and yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> puns and the slang of the time was fun. My favorite is corned, which means you got drunk. Um but yeah, and and so that was the first book. I had fun with it. Uh, you know, my my kind of first published story. And then you again, uh, you, you've been talking about a second book for a while, and you finally approached me and said, "Hey, we're we're doing this." And uh, you you kind of I, I don't know if you did this on purpose as well, but you kind of handed me uh, my favorite subject to draw, which is anything involving symbolism. Uh, so when you gave me the the book cover, I immediately and I looked at the you know the the holidays. I, I immediately went to the symbols symbols of the holidays, and the only one I had trouble with was oh I'm going to insult some people who are in the Hindu religion because I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Diwali or Deepwali. Um, <laughs> either one works, <laughs> I think. Yeah, you know, I mean, then, you know, I apologize if I'm butchering the pronunciation. Um, if someone could come along and correct me at any time, I will welcome it. Um, it's, but it's yeah, that one was... Is it? Yeah. It's groovy. Uh, you know, say someone and... and now, now we know, and, and Vlad comes through. Yeah, thank you, Vlad. Well, uh, courtesy so, YouTube and all the time I spend on watching it. It's a fun little holiday, from what I've seen. Um, um, kind of a celebration of Ganesha. So I, I for that symbology, I just... Did stylized version of Ganesha on the tablecloth, um, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I had I had fun doing that book cover. I had fun playing with the symbology, uh, and the. Uh, I think the fun part is the another fun part is seeing, uh, not just seeing my artwork on the cover, but. Um, looking at it. And, okay, I know every artist does this, but looking at it and going, oh, well, how would I do this differently? So it's kind of like a personal growth exercise as well. 
And I think this, it's the same thing with writers, Vlad, that, uh, you know, once once a story is done and you've moved on and then you look at it again and you go, I could have done that this way or it would have been better if I'd done that instead. It's one of those things where for some reason, I guess artistic people are never truly finished unless they're forced to be. <laughs> yeah, I think at some point you just got to abandon it at some point. You know, and I think the fun point for me, Karen, was just saying to you, "Here's my idea of what the book has to be. Give me some ideas for how you'd like to make the cover." And you went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's part of my reaction was I'm not used to people saying, "Give me your ideas for a cover." It's usually pretty dictated. Uh, with the with the exception being, okay, is the composition going to work for a book cover? Right, it's got to be that uh, form, piece. that size. Right, right, right. Beyond that, um, it's all you. Yeah, which I kind of appreciate appreciated because it's allowed me to get a little creative with the cover, um, and, and allowed me to explore a little bit some of the symbologies of various things like Kwanzaa or Easter or Halloween or or, the uh, like, or, or Diwali. <laughs> yeah, or the, or the birthday. You know. or kind the of an accidental study. Day, which took yeah. a while to figure out as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with, with having the tin types, Vlad, and, and having a name, and in, instead of a profession this time, uh, the, the third part of the prompt was a holiday that somehow the story has to be associated with, although not necessarily specifically with the character. Um, the reactions from a lot of the writers were much the same as Karen's, like, well, what do you want me to do? As it, and basically, that was for you guys to figure out. So, where did you go with yours from the beginning of it? Well, basically, first I got to thank you because at the time I had been going through a, a brief spat of uh, writer's block, and I had been reading and thinking about henges and ancient places and ancient magic and that type of thing. And then you gave me this guy named Andrew Lar, and his holiday was the summer solstice. And instantly, yep. <laughs> it just kind of clicked, and I was like, "Oh God, thank you." <laughs> cool. And so, basically, I ended up writing the story about Andrew Lar, who comes across this uh, amulet, and uh, it helps him steal people's imaginations um, because he's a struggling writer, and he's what he's always tried to do. He's never really made it. He, he's like to your earlier point there. Um, everything he writes, uh, he feels like he fails at until he comes across this amulet. And of course, there's a a dark side and a price to pay, but uh, I, won't, I won't give the spoiler away. I mean, the, the cool thing is that both of you guys have been able to peek in uh, behind the curtain a lot in, in the process of, of putting book two together. Uh, Vlad's been working with me uh, uh, on promotion for the book, and, and Karen's just kind of been my, my whisper buddy through the whole thing, it's like, well, I'm thinking about doing this and I'm thinking about doing that. What do you think? And, and you're a great person to bounce ideas off of. But oh, the, fun, the fun part for me has been watching everybody's reaction. And, and, and frankly, it was the same with the first book because I, I, I don't know if the people in the second book, well, I do know that a lot of people in the second book knew authors from the first book. And I'm guessing spoke to them at some point but the, the group of people in the first book uniformly to a person it was 
what do you want me to do? Well, I, I loved your answer when I asked you that question. I said, you know, Dome, what's the word count? And you said, well. I said, what do you mean, well? He said, well, I just want a good story. I said, well, you know, I'm about three quarters of the way through, and I've already gone over the word count that uh, I thought I was supposed to be hitting. So what do you want? And uh, Don't give a just, damn. Didn't exactly, give a damn. Exactly. Still don't you know, give got, a damn. Got, you're, the, you're the first publisher, I think, has ever said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, word count, you know, if it's important to me that you tell the story. And if the story gets told in 10,000 words, that's great. But if it takes 20,000 or 22,000, or if it takes 4,000, I mean, we, we've got one story in here that's very short. It's, it's one of the shortest stories I've seen in an anthology in a while. And at the point of the first time reading it through, I just kind of went, wow. You know, you could make this 10,000 words, but why would you bother? This does it all right here. And, I, and what I wanted from every one of the writers was that kind of a, if all the restraints are off and here are the only things that you have to work with, do the best you can and we'll work around what you bring me. Yeah. Having that ability to kind of flex our creative muscles is definitely uh, a huge boon. And, uh, I've worked on the Insanity Tale series, and that's kind of what we do uh, for the story side. We basically have a very, very, very loose theme and, you know, a loose word count and just kind of see where it takes us. And it's a lot of fun for us. So now, interestingly, we the head. Yeah, we, we've hit a, a bunch of people from story side. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry about that. On the show. And story side is basically just a group of writers. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's, there's five of us who have worked together as kind of a, a writing group on steroids, I guess you could say. And, you know, we we publish internally without the roid rage most of the time. Yeah, uh, most of the time. Although, I don't know. But um, <laughs> Insanity Tales produces some incredibly odd, wonderful stuff. But, I mean, each of the writers in StorySide has their own little corner of the weird verse there. And, and yours is interesting enough because, you know, you come across as when you're writing mystery or horror, that's your genre. And then again, there are people who only know you from your sci-fi stuff and are kind of shocked that you're writing mystery and horror. I mean, you know, uh, there are few really good science fiction books out right now, like The Button, which I just adored. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And eventually the sequel will be coming out. My next question, and you knew it. <laughs> it is in the works. I am working on it as we speak. So hopefully by the end of 2019, it'll be out. Uh, knock on wood. So we're about two grand away from getting this puppy funded and out the door. And what can you say? What would you say to someone who's thinking, eh, why should I get this book? I would personally say you're supporting local artists. You're supporting a, a local, you know, bunch of local authors, a local artist. It's a local project. Why not? What have you got to lose? You know, uh, you get a, you get a book with a bunch of great local authors. You get an artist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One amazing artist. I'll say it for you. Uh, I'm all, I'm all right. I, there, there's people who are better, but yeah, the, 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 but thank you. Um, 
And modest too. Oh, look at that. Uh, toot my own heart. Um, <laughs> um, For those yeah. of you who are, realize this isn't a video podcast, she's blushing like crazy right now. I am actually. It's, it's, uh, how can you, you can see it from that far away? Can you? Yeah. I can. Oh, hey, my blushing game's up. That's that's nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and my sarcasm game. Man, that's never gone away. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great book filled with great authors, and not just well known ones, but you know people who are just starting out. I would say that. Chance. Oh, go ahead. Kim. Go ahead. I was, no, I was just gonna I was just gonna continue on. Take a chance. Get to know some of these authors. They have a creative view that I think you're really gonna love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to your point, there is no book out there that is like this book. Um, between the writing prompt of having an auto, a, a picture, a holiday, and a name, and knowing that it has to be sometime in you know 1800s or so, uh, maybe early 1900s, and seeing where all the authors went with their stories and their um, their holidays, you just can't get any better when you're looking at things that are very peculiar. I mean, there's a story in here about Cinco de Mayo. Um, there's a guy who becomes overly concerned with growing old. Um, he becomes a toy store owner, which is really kind of creepy. That's by Rob Snails. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Not Rob. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's Tom Snagowski, the New York Times bestselling author, um, Longings from a Dusty Shelf. His story, holy shit, man. That was creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, there's, a, there's another guy that, you know, I, I would say to myself, you know, given the opportunity to just, uh, you know, do those kinds of things, why would you, why, why, why would you do this? And it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. I, I, I am supposed, I am so shocked by what some of these writers came up with. I mean, Tom is one of my, my favorite authors of all times. And, and, and the funny thing is, he's such a sweetheart. I know. Like, that sounds very condescending. And it's but not legitimately, it's the best word to describe him. <clears throat> he is just the kindest, sweetest person you'd ever want to meet. And he writes these things. <laughs> Evil has a sweet side. <laughs> it's, you know, the. the the whole meme of, you know, come to the dark side, we have cookies. It's Tom Snagoski. <laughs> come to the dark side, we have Tom Snagoski. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And there's, there's another uh, wonderful author uh, in the mix. Wendy Lee Sibley is an author, and this is her first publication. Oh, cool. And hey. Wendy... Uh, Wendy was a big fan of book one. And when she heard through a friend of a friend that book two was happening, she literally shot me an email and said, I've never written for publication before. Here are a couple of my short stories. Could you just send me the prompt and, and so that I can see what it's like. And I read her stories and went, no, but here's a contract write a story. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the things I like about this, these two books. I mean, you know, especially as, you know, someone who's kind of, you know, trying to, you know, write professionally as, as well as do illustration. Um, 
you give budding artists and authors a chance to put their work and their writing with someone like Tom and, oh, and just and thrive and flourish. And that's, yeah. that's fantastic. And of course, Tom, Tom's in this book because he missed the deadline for book one. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Typical yeah. writer. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, um, I was talking to Christopher Golden at Boston Comic-Con a couple of years back and got him to write a story for uh, book one. And as I was talking to him, uh, I hear somebody go, hey, how about me? And I look over and it's Tom in the next booth. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, yeah, okay. If you're like going to volunteer for it, that's fine. And I sent him the stuff and everything. And then he sent me immediately back and he went, I didn't realize this is what the deadline was. There's no way in hell I can do it with all these other commitments. But I promise you, for book two, I'm there. And true to his word, as he always has been and always will be, the minute book two got started, I set it out to him. And he immediately went, oh, I am so in. And the story, again, is an absolute creep fest. It's wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you've ever been like weirded out by those questionable creatures or things or limbs and eyeballs and jars of formaldehyde, yep, Tom's story, <laughs> Tom's story will do it to you. Yeah, yeah it absolutely will. Oh, and if you're um, if you're wondering about what the Kickstarter is going to look like and and sound like and read like, and you don't trust what we're saying to you, if you go to the Kickstarter page, you can actually download Chapter One for free, which is the the opening story by John Palisano. Uh, John was a uh, writer in Book One, and for Book Two, he came in to do the continuation of the biography of china dale who is the protagonist of this whole series of of works so you can actually get chapter one for free downloaded right off the kickstarter site and there's even a funnier story i don't know if we're going to get rob's mails on for uh for the month for the peculiar month although i'd like to but there's there's this great story uh about um Rob writing the the story for uh, for the book, and for for not the first time since it's happened, um, he wrote the wrong story. <laughs> <laughs> it actually happened to Christopher Golden in book one. Christopher Golden wrote the wrong story. Uh, I had written the China Dale introduction and sent it to him along with. The prompt in the name and the uh, and the uh, uh, whatever it was that the character was supposed to be, and he had read it and went, okay, so he wants me to write about this, and he rewrote the introduction, and then he looked back at the email and went, I've written the wrong story, so he mailed it to me and he just went, can you possibly use this, and I read the very first line of his introduction and went oh shit this is so much better than anything i've ever done (laughs) (laughs) immediately threw mine out and brought his in but um there's an interesting story with rob's in that when he wrote the story he got the name he got 
the the celebration. He got the picture, and he immediately was struck by it. Wrote out this story, and handed it to his writing partner, and said, "What do you think?" And she went, "It's really good, but it doesn't fit the submission call." And he went, "What do you mean?" She said, "Look at the picture. That's an old man." You wrote the story about a young kid. I remember him talking about that. Yes. So we had to rewrite the story over. Now, the interesting thing is that one of the pledges we have uh, in the Kickstarter, you can actually read the alternate story for Today We Are Man uh, as part of that pledge for the uh, Rob Smales reward. So you will have the the story that actually got published and the one he wrote by mistake. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. I agree. I think cool. it's a wonderful idea. Uh, so there's, there's all kinds of really, really cool rewards. Now, Karen, unfortunately the original artwork, uh, which you so graciously donated uh, to the Kickstarter as a reward has already sold. Yes. I am bo- I, I'm a little proud of that actually. In the first hour it actually sold. So <laughs> what we also but, offered was uh, uh, a limited edition cover print. Uh, yep. There should be, there should be 10, 10 of them. them. Yep. yep. And you can get those along with uh, the, the physical and digital copies of volume two and your name on the patron page. And there's a couple of those left right now as well. Uh, but m- my favorite my absolute favorite uh, is uh, you can be a guest on Sci-Fi Saturday Night if you'd like to be and you want to throw away that kind of money. <laughs> you can be a guest on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. The reward does not include airfare, travel expense, food, lodging, amenities, fresh towels, or telephone surcharges, and it's limited to only 2871 So, But... You don't have to wear pants. You do not have to wear pants. And that kind of uh, makes everything. That Karen makes up for everything. <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is, do we get to come to the studio and do it there? No, there is no studio. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's the I'm last. I'm going to say yes. We will all go to Dome's house and hang out. With no <laughs> pants. With no, with no pants. pants. <laughs> we will hang out with pants. Recording happens without pants. Well, okay. <laughs> since 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 Umbrarian has now said it, it must be so. You can come on, hang out in the Area Fifty One at my house. Oh my God! What am I letting myself in for? Two hundred, two thousand, seven hundred, eight hundred and seventy-one of you. One at a time. Or you know that that sounds like one of the best PR marketing once. campaigns I've ever heard. <laughs> I think we ought to do it. So I if you would it. like to, if you would absolutely like to be on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, or you're an artist and you'd like to have us talk about your work, or you're a writer and you'd like to have us talk about your work, or you've done a film and you'd like to have us talk about the film, or you do a comic book and you'd like to have us talk about that, or you you throw glazes and pottery of, of of worms and squirrels, and you'd like us to talk about that, we'll do it. 
because we'll do it. And I'm saying it right here, right now, 2,871 times, we'll absolutely do it. And you also get a digital and hard copy of volume two, and your name will appear on the patron page. So if you want to make that happen, please make that happen because it's a good thing to do. But you can also get, you know, something far more interesting, which is uh, Rob Watts' uh, story of the, st the wrong, writing the wrong story. Uh, you can also get uh, Griffin S., the man who hang hangs a picture in every convention that says, I can draw anything and have him draw whatever you want. Vlad, you have uh, uh, something you call the Vlad Pack, which includes uh, Brockman's Underworld, The Button, and Yorick, all three stories plus the physical and digital copy of volume two. Um, and you've got uh, limited to two of those. So there are all things out there. You guys have been wonderful. You guys have been fun. Uh, I can't thank you enough for, for being here with us tonight. I can also not thank you enough for all the work that you've done for Sci-Fi Saturday Night and for us and for... Uh, everything happening. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being a part of my Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Out of the soundboard and won't. Okay. Thank you, ladies. This is just Gary and Jeannie shared It's chaos out there. Watch your back. I know.